Welcome to the High Performer Blueprint Podcast, where busy professionals learn the habits to become a high performer and live the healthy lifestyle they dream about. I'm your host, Leah Bola. Let's go. Today, we are joined by Jennifer Helene. Jennifer, how are you doing today? Oh, Lee, I'm good. I'm actually really glad there's no video because my hair is like super curly today. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's the benefit of this podcast of just recording audio. You don't really have to worry about that. But you can be <laughs> in your pajamas. You could just be doing whatever. And it's not really going to show up. But I don't know, maybe in the future, I might have to start doing video. So you might have to come a little bit prepared with that, but other okay. than that, that's fine. Yeah. So, but I'm really, I'm really well this morning. Thanks for asking. That's great to hear. Well, I'm definitely glad to be able to connect with you uh, and just checking out some of the things that you do. So great to be able to bring you on. And I know yeah. everyone's going to benefit from that. So could you introduce yourself to the audience? Yeah, for sure. Yeah. So um, Jennifer Helene and I, Gosh, I am so committed to health, the journey of health, uh, mostly because I have been suffering. You know, like most people, I think, who get into this this world, it's because they were seeking answers for themselves, like I did. And then um, I found solutions. And now whenever I see anyone suffering in a way that I know I can help them, I just like... You know, I just am so compelled to want to share knowledge. And so, and I, I'm a lover of life. I'm a mother. I'm a lover of all things beautiful. I'm really into food. I was on MasterChef. I write cookbooks in my free time. I host cooking courses online. I'm just really into food as medicine and food can heal. And I'm so inspired by the power of nature and aligning to natural cycles. I have a master's and a bachelor's degree in nutrition, and I've studied food as medicine internationally for like 27 years. It's a long time. I know I'm like dating myself now. <laughs> um, but I'm also a yogini, like I'm really into physical fitness and um, yoga has been a big part of that over the years. But my teacher was like the Kung Fu champion of Asia. So the way he teaches yoga isn't like flowery language and woo woo. It's like hardcore discipline and alignment, you know, and strength right. training. And it's really different than your typical yoga. Um, but I've been fascinated by all things um, theological, like religion and also um the, the grammar of yoga, which is all about like the language of transformation, you know, and I've, I just had this question my whole life about what, you know, when I look at the butterfly, for example, and I see the transformation, like you see it in nature, like it's possible leaves in autumn and then coming back in the spring. And it's like, it's so miraculous. And I know that there's no separation between it that we see in nature and the physical realm and like what's happening inside of our hearts and our minds and our souls. And over these 27 years, I have helped thousands of people completely re like reclaim their health. And it has been the most gratifying thing um, on the planet. And it's just like what we see in spring when new life comes to the surface and it happens in our minds and our bodies and our souls. And I've learned all these methodologies and techniques and tools and um, feel so, um, so gratifying to see these, these changes. People really get their health back on track because only one who has the answer is you. The only one that can save you is you. And we have to get correct information so that, so that we can get on track, so we can feel vibrant and joyful and healthy and energetic because it's possible. It's right there. It's within reach. I love that. I, 
definitely can see the passion and see how you've been able to help so many people being able to do that. And I think this is what's so amazing about, like you said, it really does change everything within that. And for many that are listening, you know, they're busy professionals and they kind of struggle with understanding of, you know, why health is so important for not just their fitness, but just everything else. And I know you have experience working with people within business as well. And so I know you understand both sides of it. So what impact can healthy habits have on productivity with someone within their work? Well, it is so clear. And and there's even data to back this up that um, if you um, if you if you're a healthier employee, like if you're taking care of your health, which for me is always three things: food, fitness, and mindset. Like if those three things are, are working well, um, you're going to be a healthier person. Right. And there's like so much to talk about in each of those areas, but like at work, you're more productive, which everybody wants. So if you you run a business, you want your employees to be <laughs> fit so that they're more productive. They're switched on. Like I literally I consult and advise on so many teams. Um, and, uh, I I'm so aware when people are either completely unfit, um, or really sick, like they just, they're just not firing in all cylinders, mm-hmm. you know, they're mm-hmm. slower. They don't understand things. They're just not productive because they just can't even think straight. Cause they're just on like caffeine, nicotine, alcohol, you know, just like this, they're just like inundated with like, you know, just not like for things that bring you down that take a lot of energy from you that, you know, it's, it's such a bummer. Um, and um, it's also known that um, if you, you can go to work more, of course, if you're not having sick days. Right. So employees' attendance is increased when they're healthy. Um, and, and overall workplace satisfaction, which means uh, retention. So you're most likely to retain your employees or to stay employed um, if you uh, are healthy. Because you're going to have better relationships with your peers. You're going to be happier uh, at your job. Um, you're going to have more energy to dedicate to, um, you know, re- building relationships inside of the business, maybe even making contributions outside of your job description, which will help you climb the ladder um, if that's, you know, the, the, the trajectory you're going. So, so there's just, I can't see any non-benefit, frankly. Right. There's so, <laughs> there's so many. And I just love that you kind of just went through different layers because I think it's, typically where people just don't see as much as that they could just see the very surface level of it but you know you could just obviously see just how many different things that it can affect and really improve on it and it's just like a no-brainer when you kind of think of that so what do you say to someone who says well I'm too busy to really focus on my health goals because they feel like they have too much on their plate with other things I would say drum roll please (laughs) Your life depends on it. I don't believe you. That's what I would say. And that's mean. I know. (laughs) But like, honestly, there's no food. There's no supplement. There's nothing um, that's going to replace exercise, number one. And that it's just a matter of time before it catches up with you. Yeah, I think that's so true. It's where it's going to eventually, you know, have its toll and is going to have its effect. So you have to just really understand as much as I think in this world where you feel like we just have so much to deal with, but it's like your health is everything. It's so important. So what's really the key to someone sustaining that healthy lifestyle? Because as you know, you've been doing it for 27 years. It's not just about for the short term. It's about the long term. So how can someone really sustain that healthy lifestyle? 
Well, I'm definitely going to answer that in just a sec, but um, people might think that I'm really irreverent, you know, uh, what I just said about like, I'm too busy. Listen, I know people who work two, three jobs and I get it. Like it, it can be, it's like, I don't even have time to like, you know, go to the bathroom, let alone think about a workout. So I really, I just want to empathize with people who, who really don't have time because they're caring for a loved one or they have young children um, or they just need to make ends meet right. and are trying to survive. So I really, I really want to like, just back up just for a second, just empathize. Um, and inside of that, I want to also take the pressure off. Like I love long hikes and I love dedicating hours to exercise just because that's just something that brings me a lot of joy, but it doesn't have to look like that. Like literally while you're waiting for the water to boil, you could be doing push-ups, um, like a, like a slant push-up on the countertop. You could be, um, sitting down at your desk and needing to think something through and do like 15 squats up and down off your chair. And I'm just giving these examples because like you have to go to the grocery store. Maybe you park really far mm -hmm. away from the grocery store so that you walk in five minutes to and from the, the front of the grocery store. So I'm just brainstorming here to mention that you don't need a personal trainer. If you don't have the money, you don't need a per like a fancy gym. You don't even need to have space in your house. Like you just need to get creative. You can be doing tricep dips on any furniture, anywhere, anytime. There's like so many things that we could do, uh, even just jumping jacks, a set here or there. Um, I love working out with friends and professionals. I have a personal trainer that comes to the house for my family, you know, but that's, that's not like, it doesn't have, it doesn't have to look any certain way is what I'm trying to say. And right. that we absolutely have to try to the best of our ability to live a healthier life. And that means uh, cleaning up our diet, getting some movement in our bodies and um, trying to stay in a positive mindset that's less, has less worry, fear, and anxiety. And so the key to sustaining a healthy lifestyle uh, is 100% planning. Failing to plan is planning to fail. Love that. And it is just the truth. And we are always sabotaging ourselves on some level. Um, and the key to sustaining a healthy lifestyle is also about being honest with ourselves about what we're really committed to. It's always what we're committed to is what we're, what we're achieving is everything in our lives is from our own creation. And it is based on some level of commitment. And that commitment can be to be playing small or staying, you know, 20 pounds uh, overweight or whatever that commitment is. It doesn't always have to be like, oh, I'm committed to health and I'm, you know, still have all these unhealthy behaviors that I'm practicing. Right. <laughs> it's like, we have to be really honest about like, what's up in our lives. And then is that something that's creating more health or less health? You know, like it doesn't have to be like a whole, you know, a whole dramatic thing. Although eventually if you don't address like maintaining your health, then it, it will become a whole big thing. And then statistics show that like, if you don't this, you can prevent heart disease. You can prevent diabetes. You can prevent cancer. And so if we just start to take steps every day, immediately, as of immediately, um, then we can, we can make sure that we're, you know, we're just planning and preparing. And I mean, when I say planning, I mean, like wake up early to get your exercise in, 
go to bed early and you know stop binging on Netflix so you right. can get up early. That means um, making sure you've got your food. So like if you work nine to five, Monday through Friday, Saturday and Sunday, you got to go grocery shopping, got to do meal prep so you can grab and go. So you got your healthy lunch and snacks um, and so on and so forth. So that's, you know, got to take responsibility. Our lives depend on it. And we have to realign with what we're actually committed to. That's going to bring more health and vitality. I love how you mentioned the planning, because I know for many that are listening, they're very successful with planning in certain areas of their life, but struggle with it when it comes to their health. So I think they understand that planning, it does work. It does really help and it makes a difference. So I think it's so important to understand, like if you plan and you prepare for the success, you're going to see those results come within it. And I know you mentioned how, hey, some of the bad habits you have, you have to get rid of it. So what are some tips for people to break some of those bad habits that they currently have? Well, the first step is always seeing what they are and getting out of the denial. Um, So I I talk to clients all the time and they're like, oh, I've already tried that. It doesn't work. Or, well, I do really well when I eat X, Y, and Z. You know, it's like they're, Mm -hmm. they're making excuses for their bad habits. Oh, well, I have to because my husband handed me some chocolate. Uh Uh-uh. No. Like, what are, and, and what is a bad habit, you know, um, you know, then that we have to, there's a shame, like just around like the idea of a bad habit. Right. Mm-hmm. So I always like to think about um, because a lot of women I know are like addicted to shame. Like they don't even know what it's like not to feel shame. And that's maybe for men too, right. but it's, it's just pretty serious and it's, it's really unfortunate. And I, I just want to reframe for a second and say, okay, what is a bad habit versus, ah, like what is bringing more health and energy and what is taking away? So a bad habit could be like a choice to stay in a really dysfunctional relationship. That's extremely draining. A bad habit could be, um, you know, eating like really heavy foods, like fried foods or, um, you know, ice cream. Like these are kind of obvious things that may not, you know, be, a good habit to continue right. if you want to lose weight, for example, you know, or, <laughs> or if you want to have a strong, strong immune system. So we always have to look back at like, okay, what do I want to create in my life? What am I committed to? What's important to me? Because like the people, you said the people listening and, and, um, and if you're listening and you know that planning is going to help your business, and you know, you have to, for your survival of your business, your health is absolutely the same. And in fact, your health should be higher priority than your business. Exactly. Because if you don't have your health, you can't serve your business. You can't, um, you know, have productive employees. You can't be the model and, and all the energy is flowing through you for the success of your business. So you've got to be in tip top shape. So first step in breaking a bad habit or breaking a habit that's not leading you towards your goal is that you have to see it and be like, okay, I'm eating ice cream every night at 8 p.m. while I'm binging on Netflix, <laughs> just for example, or I am putting off exercise and I'm only getting two days in a week. So you just see it first and then you have to make a decision. You just say, okay, I'm going to change this. Because a lot of times like the habits that we are sabotaging ourselves with, we can't even see them. So we need a health coach. We need a personal trainer. We need somebody to partner with us who's going to be lovingly honest 
maybe not like a sister or a brother. Right. Someone that could be subjective. <laughs> yeah. Someone who can like, just be like, just, in, you know, just like, yeah, no revenge or weirdness. All right. Not that all brothers, <laughs> yeah. are doing that, but you know, sometimes it can be hard to take feedback um, from people who are too close. Um, and then you have to change. I mean, you actually have to change. And I think this is where people really get hung up. It's, it's hard. They don't like it. It's uncomfortable. It takes more time in the beginning. Like, uh, you know, it's like, you know, change can be challenging. Yeah, for it's uncomfortable. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's, I mean, that's the key. Like you said, being aware of it for number one, identifying what exactly it is. Like you said, if you're <laughs> eating ice cream while you're binging on Netflix, so now you understand, okay, what's actually happening and being able to really see it to be able to help that. And I know, you know, we always talk about, you know, having like the the right mindset. We know how important that is. And within that mm-hmm. is, you know, the attitude you may have. And I know for some people, let's just say with the exercise, for example, is like their attitude to exercise isn't the best. Or like, look at exercise. It's like, this is painful. This is, yeah, you know, this is hard. I don't like it. Yeah. So like, right. how could someone shift their attitude towards exercise to actually enjoy it? This is a really juicy topic and the mindset piece is so, so big because if we're doing it from a place of like, I have to check this off my list, I'm using that voice intentionally, (laughs) you know, like, oh, you know, and it's uncomfortable and I have to sweat for women. You know, it's like my hair, you know, that's actually the number one reason women don't exercise. Did you know that? I have heard that before. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. No, I mean, it's just like, it's legit. Um, so I just want to encourage everyone to start small. And um, again, you have to assess where you are. You have to be like, okay, I'm exercising four times a week and you're probably, you might be plateauing. Then you need to add some, you know, a different thing, a different ab workout. You need to add 15 minute, you know, what walk in the afternoon or what we always have to be looking at the edge of where we are. And if that edge is a sedentary lifestyle, that's your edge, but we have to like check in, assess start small and then take incremental steps. And I think that one of the biggest problems I notice with my clients is that they're like so hard on themselves. Oh, last year I could do this, or I should be thinner by now. Or, oh, you know, it's like this inner bully who's just like, just so being so mean to yourselves. And I just want to say, cut it out, bring more love into it, forgive yourself because Honestly, um, I think exercise is more like a liberating practice so that I can stay sane. <laughs> yeah, I, I can agree. After workout, I'm like, I'm like, I'm like totally released, you know, I'm like so much happier. I'm like so much more free. It's like, so exercise is yes, you got to get it in. Okay. But it, what if you could transform it to um, not just the thing on your checklist to get done, but something that is completely transformative, something that is like going to completely liberate you. And it's like an act of self-love because emotions are just energy in motion. And every guy and every gal has got emotions coming all day long. And if you don't have time to exercise, you're probably using time on other stuff like texting or being on social media. And that is not as effective as exercising. Bottom line, you know, exactly. there's no disputing that. And energy in motion. If you can work your energy, your emotions out when you're exercising, you are, it's like, you don't need, I'm not saying you don't need a therapist, but 
what I am saying is that um, it's so helpful to have um, exercise as like a tool in your tool belt to, to be able to, you know, release that energy. Cause like anger, frustration, worry, like all that's in the space. I don't care how evolved you are. It's in the space. And if we can use movement and, 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 and breath to, to move it out, like, Hey, maybe your thigh is burning, you know, or your abs and like breathe into it, you know, and, and, and like channel any energy that's kind of like lingering or stuck through it because if stagnant energy, stagnant emotions cause disease. And I don't mean like necessary dis-ease. It causes lack of ease. Mm-hmm. If we're just going to be really literal about it. And so changing your attitude towards exercise is, is reframing the role of exercise in your life. Because if we are living a sedentary life, we are actually dying slowly. Um, capillary density, microcirculation, um, toxins getting out, nutrients getting into your cells. Like we need that circulation. So physiologically, it's essential for your survival where, where human bodies are meant to move, not sit. And it is so important for your mindset to do any kind of exercise. And you know what? Even better, make it fun. This is something adults struggle with the most. Make it fun. Right. Play. Be silly. Go for a walk instead of a coffee with your friend, you know, next time you guys meet. So I just think there's so many fun ways to, uh, to play like kids play all day long with their bodies. And, and I think that adults should, should do it more too. Yeah, I agree. I love how you mentioned the reframing. I think that's so important instead of looking at exercise as like I said, like the dreadful, the work, like you said, liberating, like all the different things that you can get out of the exercise. And if you look at it that way, I don't think you can look at it in a negative light. You can have that positive energy flow through your workouts, which is so important. So I know for many, like, you know, they struggle even hearing like this message and they're like, okay. And they still don't get like how to get going. So what's the one thing you would tell someone right now that's struggling on their journey to get started? And I do want to mention that, the pain that you feel as your heart muscle is, is pounding because you're increasing your, your heart rate and the way muscles burn and grow that pain of transformation is really important for our resilience. We have the capacity as human beings to be incredibly resilient, to completely regrow our livers and lungs. Isn't that amazing? If we just like take certain steps that's how amazing our bodies are. And it's just like resilience training for your mind, your body, and your spirit. And so if you're struggling to take action on your journey, I want to say to you that you should believe in yourself and you should believe in the power of your body. And we should be so thankful uh, for the service that our bodies give us 24 hours a day, seven days a week. It's incredible what happens in these, these bodies of ours. And it's our job to take care of our bodies. And it's an act of self-love to believe in yourself and to trust your body, to trust yourself and to keep going every day, one step at a time, one meal at a time, one bite at a time, one breath at a time, and keep trying to see what's possible. Because I know that when my clients come to me, they they know something more is available, but they just can't 
quite see it because they might've forgotten, but there's still this lingering memory of what it used to feel like to be healthy and happy, wake up in the morning feeling energized, to sleep well, to not have pain anymore because it is possible. And I've seen it happen so many times now that I have no doubt. So I just want to remind your listeners that they should trust themselves and believe in themselves and believe in the power of their body and nature to completely restore itself. That's amazing. And what a message to definitely share for others. And I know that can really help them inspire. Jennifer, I really appreciate all the great knowledge you have shared with us. Where can our audience get connected with you at? Thank you, Lee. Uh, you can go to my website, jennifer-helene.com. And there you can sign up for a free seven-day lifestyle plan. And that's where I give suggestions about what a typical day might look like and um, some awesome recipes that I hope you will love because I'm so into food. Health should always be abundant and delicious and healthy yes. and healing. So you can get some recipes there. Um, it's like six days of emails where you get like a shopping list and just some, you know, motivation and support. So um, I hope you'll, you'll go to the website and find some value with that. Um, you can also just reach out to me and um, send me an email on the website. Awesome. Definitely make sure you get connected with Jennifer. Jennifer, once again, thank you for joining us today. I know they will love it. <laughs> thank you. Be well. Thank you for joining us this week. To view the complete show notes and all the links mentioned in today's episode, head over to ltaperformance365.com slash high performer. Before you go, make sure you subscribe to the podcast. And if you love this podcast, feel free to leave a review. And if you're ready to create your own high performer blueprint, be sure to head over to ltaperformance365.com and we'll talk soon.